This is Sports Best, broadcasting to you fake, live, and direct on the reposted podcast network. I wonder what happened to the other network. He is the one and only Andrew Keller, who told me he did 500 one-arm push-ups just this morning before we went on air. I'm Larry Olson. Uh, so, yes, we're uh, the reposted podcast network. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I'm also going to do the entire episode in a squat position. So I did 500 push-ups, <laughs> doing a half-hour squat, and then a 1,000 sit-ups this afternoon. You're going to have some nice glutes when this is all said and done. Yeah, I think Andrew so. Keller, this is so exciting because we have an undefeated team in the NFL. I like the, the buzz that builds when a team is perfect. Don't you just love that? It's exciting. The guys in Miami are getting nervous. Steelers the, are making a run. The Steelers are making a run. They've now won 10 in a row. They beat the Jaguars 27 to three. I don't know if you saw this game, but it was not very close. Jaguars were not in this game. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick math. We have six more regular season games for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. The ones that are going to win easy are the Washington football team, the Cincinnati Bagels, who, by the way, just lost their quarterback, and the Cleveland Browns, who maybe will put up a fight. Probably not. So let's just go with three wins right there. So now they're at 13 and 0. Three games left after that. Which one's uh, the hardest one might be this Thursday, Thanksgiving. They'll be taking on your Baltimore Ravens interdivision rivalry. So, you know, this game is going to be a battle burn. So if in theory, if they could get by the Turkey Day meeting with the Ravens, this could be perfection. I think we're a little premature talking about this being perfection. The, the article that we read is the Steelers have a legitimate shot in an undefeated season. The beginning of every season, every team has a legitimate shot in an undefeated season. I was looking at talking about the numbers. The NFL, I had to look this up, founded in 1920. There's been about 16,000 games played, and only four teams have ever gone perfect. The 72 Dolphins went all the way perfect, regular season perfect. The Chicago Bears did it in 1934, 1942. And then also your 2007 Patriots did it, but did not close. So uh, also there's the weird thing, like if they're 15 and 0, are they going to bench starters to, to get ready for the playoffs? Like, uh, like the Warriors should have done in their playoff run. So that's a great question. Would they do that? I think if they're this close, yeah. they don't bench the players. I think, I feel like that's what happened with the Patriots, right? Weren't they everybody asking about them, what they were going to do. And then Bill Belichick, played as players actually i think they might have sat some and still even won the game i think the the patriots let off the gas a little bit i think the steelers and maybe also the bears are the types of franchises that would never let off and keep every starter in until until the super bowl's over so i think if any team's going to do it it could be these steelers what but, now, but what about this theory that if you do take a loss the pressure lessens, and then you don't have everybody talking about that as you head into the postseason and you're sort of more below the radar? Yeah. I mean, I think I would guess everyone in the franchise would rather win a Super Bowl than go 16-0. and So, I, again, I think it's a little premature. Let's talk after a team is 13-0. and Because I remember during those early Tom Brady years, it was him and Peyton Manning, there was always – Someone would be like 12 and 0. Both of them would be like 12 and 0. And it's like, who's going to fall first? And so 10 and 0, especially in the COVID era, it's a little premature. Hey, hey, nothing is premature about Big Ben, all right? Nothing premature about Big Ben. He prematurely fell off his motorcycle and conked his head on the ground. 
Oops. Moving on to a good revenge story. Oh, Gay is a oh. kicker for the LA Rams. He was drafted back in 2019 by the then Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was released. He went to Indianapolis. He's on their practice squad, and the Rams signed him last Monday. And uh, he kicked the game-winning field goal against his old Tampa Grady Gronkineers for the win. Sweet revenge. So, but here's the thing about that, right? If you're a professional athlete and you're paid to like throw the football or kick the football or whatever it is, like what what part of revenge plays a role in how you actually perform in the game? Well, I think it, like you say so many times is as a journalist, the most important part is the story. And I don't know if Matt Gay saw his two of three field goal going through the uprights and being like Brady. Like, I don't, I don't think that's what it was. Also, he was two or three. He gets paid to make field goals and he uh, was 66% on the day. This is where this, I mean, it probably felt better than a normal win for him after he won. Right. You, I mean, who doesn't want to rub it in someone's face, an ex-girlfriend, whatever yeah. it might be. If you get kicked to the curb and then you come back and you got the hottie and you're in a Corvette. Right. Forget about the interception that you got. At yeah. the end of the game, forget about Jared Goff keeping yeah. you in the game. Yeah, let's just, let's just say on the record that Matt Gay won the game. He okay. is responsible for the win. Yes. So that's all we have to say. So Tom Brady, suck it. You know, isn't there like a like a term called like revenge dating? Don't you like you get dumped and then you go date like a hot person or something? Is there some? Am I making this up? Uh, I think there's versions of that. Like revenge dating would be like if you broke up with your spouse and then dated their sister. Like that's the revenge dating. I think, I don't think, I think the best revenge is living well. So if you break up and go date someone hotter, that's just living well. But if you get someone in their inner circle, that's the revenge part. Well, so I'm leaving. Can you do revenge athleting? Is there like a way you could like, do do you purpose like now Brett Favre, right? He played for the Packers forever and eventually went to Minnesota to be in the division. So I feel like there is some revenge athleting here. Yeah. With a quick stop at the Jets. J-E-T-S. Look at you. Jets. One more note about that game last night. Did you see this play? Tom Brady threw the ball twice in the game. So he goes back to pass. A defensive lineman hits the ball. Tom Brady catches it and then throws it again to the player who caught the ball and made a short gain. Eight yards. Eight yards. Now it doesn't count because you can't throw the ball twice, but how often do you in our lifetime, I've never seen it. Do you see a quarterback make two throws on the same play? Generally not that often because it is illegal and you would think (laughs) that they would know, but I think Brady was just trying. It's impressive how quick his release is. He caught the ball and it was out of his hand almost immediately as he was being tackled and he threw a completion. So I think that's, pretty impressive that he can do that i mean the only other time is if you lateral it back the running back laterals to you and then you go deep on a trickery play you know like typically when this happens right the quarterback just bats the ball down like Mm -hmm. you see like the lineman will hit the ball and then it kind of comes to the quarterback he just bats it down tommy's like hey i got nine lives i'm gonna throw try to throw it again (laughs) yeah and it happened so fast that maybe no one was going to notice and they were just going to get the eight yard gain and and keep going but uh matt gay had other plans in store revenge athletes yes yes revenge athleting yeah so in the realm of ridiculous ways to start stories i I love this 
this article is about something completely <laughs> different. But what really struck me was this article starts out, don't look now, but the Cowboys are surging. What? They have three wins. They're in a dumpster fire of the NFC East. No team in the entire division has more than three wins. So theoretically, they could be in first place with a win next week. And by the way, under that auspice, let's play it out. If they win next week and they keep winning, they get into the postseason, they still could win the Super Bowl. Right. And if they win the Super Bowl and they win 16 games in a row next year, they are in (laughs) position to be undefeated. I I like the surging Cowboys. I like this. The surging Cowboys. It's it's another example. And I I think I talked about it before on this show. The Cowboys and Notre Dame. The media is always going to tell us that this is their year. They're loaded and they're going to do it. It's kind of like they're, they're, they're the golden, the golden teams of football. I can't Kate, think of. In all honesty, this might be the uh, Notre Dame's year. This really actually might be Notre Dame's year. Yeah. It's always Notre Dame's year though, <laughs> which is amazing. But the, a fun little side story. So what this story was really about was uh, coach Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys actually oh. took the day off and brought in prop comic Gallagher to smash some watermelons to get the team hyped up. He actually, he was worried about being able to get big enough watermelons and they traveled with the watermelons. They flew watermelons up to Minneapolis so he could smash them because it's fun to watch a watermelon get smashed. Okay, you got to help me out. I'm not from Texas, so maybe I'm not. Is this like an inside joke or something? But like, how is smashing watermelons getting the team inspired or ready to play? Because smashing stuff is exciting and it's just like they're trying anything they can. And everyone loves watermelons. I don't know. I want to meet someone that doesn't like a watermelon. I'm not a big fan of the watermelon, to be honest. That's wrong. I'm telling you. We used to do this thing in spring football. We would have watermelon day after one of our practices mid spring football. We would all go off and and, uh, the team moms or I, I forgot PTA. Someone just had tables of watermelons and we would just chow down on watermelons after practice oh so good so. I, I don't like the consistency i don't like that like it's like what do you, watery... what do you prefer cottage cheese oh i love cottage cheese gross you don't eat cottage cheese cottage cheese has the worst consistency of oh. any food except oh. maybe like a dried out pear which tastes like sand you like have that. not had newtson small curd cottage cheese with pretzels you gotta you gotta you gotta treat yourself Nope, nope. Just stick with watermelon, huh? Watermelon's like, I don't know. Let me say that if we were about to go into our tennis match and someone smashed a watermelon, you wouldn't be hyped. I just, yeah, I would be hyped. And I don't know how that's hyping people up. I still don't understand the story of how the Dallas, maybe that's why they're not going to surge. They the Cowboys are surging. The Cowboys surging to victory. All right. Uh, it is the big uh, Thanksgiving week holiday. And uh, we've come to enjoy another tradition. The match three is coming up this Friday. Are you getting fired up, you and your family, for the match three, Andrew? Yeah, I've notified everyone in my household that this is the chair I'm going to sit in. There's actually, well, it's not a chair. It's on the couch. I have a cushion. I've actually put yellow caution tape around it, and it can't be broken until the match starts. So as you remember, match one, that was Phil against uh, Tiger. They had this, like, charity match for money in las vegas then the second one was i thought the i thought the first one was a winner take all nine million dollar bet so i I don't know if there was charity involved in the first one i think they 
they realize later on that they should add the charity. <laughs> okay, let's backtrack on that. I think you're right. The second was the second one for charity. Mm-hmm. That one, the was, for one was charity. They raised over twenty million dollars for COVID nineteen relief. They did it early oh, lockdown. Right. Early lockdown. That's right. So that was Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson, and then Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. Did I have the teams right? Anyways, that's right. Those two. So then the, the match three, as you know, is going to be Mickelson, your Charles Barkley versus Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. It's exciting. I, you're not excited about this. You're not excited about this. I told you, I, I took yellow caution tape. I ordered it on Amazon. I put it in my cart for two days to make sure I really wanted it. And I bought it and I taped off my, my house. So now they're doing this thing called modified modified alternate shot. So they yeah. like take turns taking each other's shot. So it's not like we have to sit there and watch Charles Garfley, Charles Barkley be a bad golfer throughout. He has to like take um, Phil's shot. They have to swap. It's kind of fun. Can you explain that a little bit more? I read it and I have it in my notes to have you explain it. Like they both tee off, then they switch shots and then they shoot from each other's ball and then they decide. How does it work? And like, they have to... Um, switch into each other's clothes and then switch back and they gotta you know i actually read that same thing i was like i don't that we should have a intern kirk come on and uh, explain the modified alternate shot yeah it sounds more complicated than it needs to be something i saw i think it was wimbledon there was a double like you're if you do doubles you're supposed to match your partner oh and these people showed up and they had different socks on and they're uh -oh. like, oh, I'll give you my left sock and you give me your left sock. And then they were matching. So is, it, that's... Is, is that one of those unofficial rules that they have to do this or that they really have to do that? I think they really had to do it. It probably wasn't Wimbledon because Wimbledon, you can only wear white. Is maybe the French. We'll have to talk to tennis experts about all this. When I was 14 years old, I was six foot four and I had a size 15 shoe. Yes. What, what were you doing when you were 14 years old? cowering in my corner afraid of the world was that before or after you tried out for the quarterbacks uh i it was after well there's this kid he's in eighth grade right now his name is jerry easter he is six foot four and unlike me he plays point guard i was more of a center six foot four point guard is pretty dialed in for an eighth grader he has been offered a scholarship to play basketball at arizona state now it, I don't understand this. Like, can anybody just offer anybody a scholarship, like regardless of age or any, like, or is there like an eight, like, can you offer an eight year old a scholarship to play football or basketball? Yeah, He got scholarship offers when he was even younger from like, Bowling Green. And I, I mean, even if he says he's going to do it, there's, there's stories of people committing to USC and then changing their mind. I think Snoop's kid did that for football. This doesn't really mean anything. I'm excited for Jerry Easter, but, uh, it's a lot of hype for a 14 year old. Okay. So I get, maybe you can tell if an eighth grader can uh, play basketball. Maybe I, I get that. He's tall, but, but like well, you're saying with LeBron. Yeah. But like, you're saying like he got offers early in fifth grade. Are they like, this guy is going to be the next LeBron James. They're like, here come to Bowling Green. Like there's yeah. really that good of a talent evaluators that could do this. I think people are just bet making bets. So the, people like you are running the scouting department. It's worth it if I hit a long shot than if I make the safe bet and go with what I want. You know. No, but I'm also thinking like, is this like good press for Arizona State? Like, hey, why not offer some eighth career grade? We could probably rescind the offer, and we're just getting our name out there. Why not like start just doing it to 
six yeah. screeners just to get uh, the pub no, yeah. no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, yeah exactly i don't know i'm happy for him but uh it kind of makes me think of do you remember i think it was well it happened in high school and in college like in high school your second semester you know what college you're getting into and you kind of coast and then i knew people in college who had job offers in their last semester of college and they just didn't try because whatever is this kid is he going to stop trying is he going to coast for the next four years until he accepts his scholarship i think this eighth grader is definitely going to coast you're onto something he's coasting i think jerry easter right now is sitting with his feet up drinking this drinking a slurpee oh that sounds nice coca-cola like, flavored slurpee that sounds good he's like i'm gonna cruise right on to arizona state four years from now yeah and he might also be watching maryland's new version of netflix terps plus i think we do have time for this because this is the greatest idea since myspace so here this this story seems stupid right if you go to maryland it's not not. okay if you go to maryland you want like unfettered news about maryland sports yep here's my question to you if colorado had Colorado Buffalo plus or whatever. How much would you pay a month for Buffalo plus $80? You would not. No, you would not. Well, I looked it up that the, I went to the Terps plus website and I couldn't find out. It was like a donation based thing. You have to sign up. And so it's like kind of, you know how people, when they buy season tickets to their college football team, they have to give like a $20,000 donation just to have really. So it's like, it seems like it's one of those deals. I don't know what the threshold is, but this is genius. I think everyone's going to start doing it. Those rabid uh, Notre Dame fans are definitely going to buy into it. UT fan, any power five team can definitely get their fan base excited for this. Okay. So my only question is that it's still like, um, edited content it's not like they're putting a camera in the locker room and you're no, watching they're like, doing like uh reality tv stuff or they're doing they're doing content that caters to the people that care and it's probably not highly produced but I, I, there's there's shows on every platform possible dedicated to talking about the, their team throughout the season and off season all year. And so this is just another way to keep their base engaged. It's probably once a day, maybe two times a week. And I'm, I literally turn to myself. I look in the mirror and I say, you know, Larry, you need to pay for one more streaming service. You just need one more streaming service in your life. Well, if you'd like to borrow my Buffalo's plus password, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I love to watch your Buffalo's. It's a uh, revenge athlete 78. <laughs> That's the password. Okay. I'm so glad we IWHT. IWHT. This has been Sports Best, a product of the reposted podcast network. He is Andrew Keller. Once again, if you want his password for the Buff Pup, re listen to the show. And I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for stopping by.